Have you ever seen a post on, let's say, Facebook, or even Instagram, or even TikTok, whatever you're on, or a news broadcast, or whatnot, of a strange disappearance, someone, a child, or even a full-grown adult, have went missing without a trace, and have never been seen again, in most cases. Well, today... That is what we will be covering, the missing 411. But before we get any further, hello and welcome to the Murder House Radio Show. I'm your host, X. On this show, we will be covering serial killers, killers, mass shooters, disappearances, true crime, and the most deplorable things and people in history. All that good dark stuff. The Murder House Radio Show will be a radio show slash podcast. I'll be uploading videos every Friday at 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Once you hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification button and select all to get all notifications if you are viewing on YouTube. Hit the follow button if you are listening on a podcasting platform. So sit down, get comfortable, grab some coffee, or whatever your preferred beverage is, turn off the lights, and enjoy the show. Missing 411 is a colloquial classification for missing persons cases that meet certain criteria. These criteria include the disappearances occurring in a national park, rural area, or large reserve of public land, and the presence of exceptionally odd circumstances surrounding the disappearances. The Missing 411 was created by David Palladius, and he is a former police officer who has written books and made films about the Missing 411 cases. The name Missing 411 is thought to refer to information about missing people and is not related to the 411 people missing. Some have criticized the Missing 411 theory, arguing that the cases are not statistically mysterious or unexpected. So, as I stated earlier, the missing 411 relates to cases where people go missing in the woods, rural areas, with unexplained and mysterious circumstances. When you think of the woods, you think beauty, nature, and all that stuff. But, in this bizarre phenomenon, it adds a dark twist that will have you thinking twice of going into the woods. The term itself, 411, actually has its origins in an inconspicuous computer term that refers to data that cannot be found or a corrupt link. I did not know that. It is certainly an apt metaphor for the state of these individuals who have vanished. That's definitely interesting. Did you guys know that? Because I sure as hell didn't. As many as 90,000 people are legally declared missing in America at any given time. 
The majority of the 411 cases do take place in woods and rural areas, but not all. The name David Pilates, as I mentioned earlier, was an investigator who spent 20 years of his life as a police officer. He has uncovered a number of perplexing trends. The majority of these disappearances occurred on clearly marked and popular hiking trails. In addition, victims are often proficient outdoorsmen and women, hikers and hunters who know their backwoods well. Pilates has dedicated nearly a decade of his life in the research of the 411 cases and has written a series of books on this subject. There are a bunch of spots, which would be hot spots, where these cases take place. However, one of the most prevalent of these spots are in Yosemite National Park in California. Well, I guess I'm not moving there anytime soon. <laughs> An example of a case from this national park is Stacy Arras, 1981. Stacy was a 14-year-old girl on a horse riding trip with her father and several other friends in Yosemite National Park. What was likely a picturesque and enjoyable ride over the stunning wilderness of the park became a nightmare for her family. After arriving at the Sunrise High Sierra Camp, Stacy cleaned up and decided to take a walk. Stacy asked both her father and another person she was with to join her, but was denied. She made it clear that her walk was only down to a nearby lake in order to take some pictures and stretch her legs. The lake was very close within earshot of their campsite, and the area was not known for any instances of any animal predators. Thus, her father likely thought little of his daughter's actions. However, once she embarked on her walk, Stacy Ares was never seen again. After an intense search lasting nine days with over a hundred people, tracking dogs, and helicopters, nothing more than the lens cap of her camera was ever found. Mystery Man, 1968. In early August, a man's body turned up at a cavernous location within Tenor Peak. This is a site not far from Sunrise High Sierra Camp and the lake where Stacy disappeared. Stacy from the last story. This man has never been identified, so John Doe. But analysis of the body was never able to determine his cause of death. Obvious signs such as blunt force trauma or multiple broken bones that might have evidence of a great fall for the cause of his death. But Gore was not present where his body was found. So he could have been beat up 
or he could have fell to his death. But his body was moved to the location, most likely where it was found, is what I would think. George Estes, 1976. Little more than a mile away from the gorge where the body of the mystery man turned up. 25-year-old Jeff Estes disappeared. Even after official search efforts, as well as the efforts of family and friends, no evidence was found whatsoever. Timothy Barnes, 1988. In mid-July, slightly northeast from the site of where the mystery man's body was discovered 20 years earlier, Timothy Barnes vanished. Similar to the Jeff Esty case, even meticulous search efforts never yielded any evidence whatsoever. These four examples are just the tip of the iceberg when talking of the missing 411 cases. And this is what I mean, and what they mean by the cases are strange. And all these cases are within the same 10-ish mile radius. So, this is what I mean and what they mean by they happen in hotspot locations. In the case of the Stacy Harris case, David Pilates also encountered another perplexing obstacle. Upon filing a Freedom of Information request to access the original Harris case files, he was denied and contacted directly by a special agent from the National Park. That's major red flags right there. Like, if you request freedom of information for the files, they kind of have to give those to you. The agent told Pilates, in no uncertain terms, that they would not release the files. However, he provided no explanation as to why. But by all accounts... This was a perfectly normal request. Very suspicious. Very suspicious indeed. Um, the David has a very particular insight to these cases as he was a retired police officer. So he's used to dealing with crime reports, the proper procedure, and whatnot. So as a retired law enforcement officer... He takes a keen interest in the way the government agencies document these 411 cases. It makes sense. Like, as if anything, like, you do a job, and then once you do the job, you see others do the job, and you're like, that's not right, or that was done perfect, you know what I mean? However, a lot of parks do not document disappearances that happen in their own park. Which I get, because if you have a bunch of documents and files of missing people in their park, a lot of people might not want to go to their park, and the park will go under, which makes sense, but you kind of got to document that kind of stuff, in my opinion. Whenever someone goes missing in a national park, it goes to the National Missing Persons Registry, at least in America anyway. This protocol has its drawbacks because 
The nature of disappearances in the wilderness tends to be quite different than those in urban centers. Oh, obviously, because in urban centers, there's a lot more people. And in a national park, there's not as many people, obviously. Also, disappearances in urban sectors are very different because you can throw someone in a van, possibly without being seen, and you're hundreds of miles away, or kilometers, wherever you're from, within the span of just a few hours, because you're in a vehicle. But in a national park, you can't do this, because you're in the middle of nowhere. You're going to have to throw them over your shoulder, and most likely run to your getaway vehicle. Or, yeah, <laughs> flabbergasted on that one. But, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts so far? Let me know down in the comments below. I find, uh, this subject very interesting, and it's a new taste for this channel. So let me know if you'd, uh, like more. And if you would like more, Suggest some cases down in the comments below. I would love to cover them. And finding missing 411 victims is difficult. And it, for example, Ronald Kirick. In 2012, a runner and former Marine, new to Red Rock Canyon, Calisco Basin area, well, when he went running, went missing. In late January. That was a mouthful. I'm sorry guys. He had a history of spending time outdoors. Especially in the area. And thus being a marine. He's also used to being outside and whatnot. Field exercises. So he's no stranger. Thus he let friends know. Where he was going. No one was concerned. However this unfortunately. Proved to be the last time anyone ever saw him again but uh yeah it's always important once you go out to let someone know because um in the movie 127 hours buddy just kind of disappeared and didn't tell anybody where he was going so uh yeah always let people know where you're going but anyway back on topic search and rescue teams found Keurig months later after an extensive search in a spot surrounded by established trails. He was less than 200 meters from a popular route called Turtlehead Peak. The authorities justified the delay in the discovery of his remains as an optical anomaly. This explained that the body blended in with the pigment of the soil and rock formations, maybe due to decomposition. But, I would think, like, they discovered him late, because they probably went over that area a couple times, and then one day, boom, he was right there. And they're like, hey, we can't really tell people we found him where we looked, because they'll think we're incompetent. Or we'll stir up um, something because they think he would be placed there. What makes this recent case especially strange is the way searchers covered that area multiple times before they found the body. See what I told you? 
The lack of definitive cause of death and the general absence of communication with the family from law enforcement was also strange. Yeah, you gotta communicate with the family, and when there's no uh, discernible cause of death, that's definitely weird, because sometimes people drop dead, but there's a cause. But people don't really just drop dead without a cause. David Pilates also noticed this recurring motif of bodies turning up in areas that res rescuers have already combed through. But uh, yeah, that's a big thing with these missing 411 cases. The bodies will be found in very unusual places for that person to get to. For example, the young children will be found at like the top of mountains that even a seasoned mountain climber or outdoorsman would have a hard time getting to. And there's literally no possible way um, a young child could get to these spots. And uh, yeah. But Les Trout did um, a thing where uh, he did like a Survivor Man episode. And he took the route the young child would have had to take in. And even he was like, I'm a seasoned outdoor man. But this is definitely very challenging so if he has a hard time doing it that four-year-old wouldn't be able to do it or however old he was but i recommend checking that out just search up Sir les trout or survivor man missing 411 there are numbers of theories as such as bigfoot cryptids and whatnot cryptids as in creatures and whatnot aliens all that stuff in some of these locations there are cave systems so maybe they went wandering into a cave system and got lost and uh were never found because cave systems expand miles i once saw a map or whatnot that uh had the uh, the clusters of cases and green dots or whatnot and uh the the known cave systems and red dots and a lot of the cases were um near caves and whatnot but uh people also think that um the government could be involved because they just go up and missing like Maybe they're just out here kidnapping people for whatever reason. And they're just like, well, we won't let anybody get information on these. And the National Park Service, well, we got them in our pocket. So uh, we'll just take people from the national parks and all that. And um, we'll just give them what to say for reports and news and whatnot. And uh, tough luck for everybody else. They won't catch us. So uh, yeah, this is how we'll... Uh, get our people what do you guys think um wh what are your explanations for this type of uh stuff so uh yeah these cases always uh kind of baffle me i guess you could say but uh yeah what are your guys's thoughts on all this stuff so yeah that is the cases of the missing 411 Thank you for listening to this episode on the Murder House Radio Show. 
I hope you have a good rest of your Friday, or whenever you are listening to this. Check out the social medias and the sources in the description below. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, and hit the bell notification and select all, and hit follow if you are listening on a podcasting platform. But yeah, this is your host X, signing off. See you next Friday.